0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shi'urim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. <laughs>
1: He um, he's a Valetsa for many, many people who can't find the same kind of, of Torah and 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 Satilva
2: which is why we love him so much and we, why he tolerates me on uh bored and call perspective, I'm not exactly sure. But if, uh, without further ado. Okay, so first I want to I guess be postserv before Sharsanya. Um I've, uh, I've been impressed, I was here with Shabbos, um, the amount of effort and organization. I'm kind of from a yeshivish background, and when Avgatlib asked me about coming, I said, when is it? He said, it'll be in August, like August 10th, 11th, 12th. I said, fine, at the end of July we'll speak. And he almost had a heart attack, because, you know. <laughs> it's like I said, you know, well, two weeks before, how much time do you need? So he explained to me kind of patiently that, you know, these things are planned in advance actually. Um, and they really, really. I, I was Shabbaton with the Lesias group, and it was an incredible group of people, really incredible group. I, I actually formed some Ksharim that I follow up with, so Yashkoch. Um Ben, who really, really put in a heroic effort into making these things, and in a very gentle way, sitting on top of me, that he needs these sheets two months ago to put him into some form. Um, Ravad Lustein is the, um, I guess, he likes the fire under the tail of call perspectives. And um, he, uh, I guess from his introduction, I, I, the only thing he left out was cross-currents. I guess that was the only one that I didn't make it to yet. <laughs> um, I just, in, in comment about a cult, someone once asked Reb Noach, what's, like, why isn't he a cult? Reb Noach Weinberg from Torah. So he said, the difference between a cult and me is in a cult, the cult leader sits and sends out the people to, to sell flowers to support him. I'm running around the whole world to support my Talmudim. He says, that's the difference between a cult and a Rosh So we, I'll keep on him, I, I'm in neither of the two categories. I don't raise the money for Rosh shiva, and I don't send out Talmudim, so I guess we're somewhere in the middle. Okay, um, the topic is not an easy topic. It's economics in Torah. Um, it's not easy. First, I guess, it's some caveats. Why? What are the problems with it? The first problem is... Um, I don't know if everybody has has a yeshiva background. Sometimes a person gives you a hakira, and he says, is it this or is it this? And you don't feel comfortable, but um, the problem is whoever provides the boxes is already provided a certain agenda. Um, Very few things fit the Aristotelian A and not A you know, there's most things when you give two options, it's A or B, it might be C or worse, it might be a different alphabet. So the economic terms that we're trying to translate Torah into are modern terminology, uh, Western terminology, and not always is an easy fit. So, you know, when you say a statement that Torah believes in X or in Y or in Z, The translation itself is already deforming sometimes the ideas. And that's why one, it's with reluctance that one would want to do that. Because a lot of times it's okay, it's fairly close, but not close enough, and there's something distorted about the idea and so on when it's translated. So the first caveat is the language of economics already sets an agenda as a language. And it's coming from a very different place and so on. That's one caveat. Two. The Torah doesn't distinguish between the civil organization of society and the theological organization um, of that same society. The same bezdin tries somebody for being machal Shabbos, for killing somebody, um, for cheating somebody, or civil litigation is all the same bezdin, um, and and it's very hard when we're trying to compare things, we're trying very, it's, it's going to be difficult because economics is primarily a study of what is the most um, useful, most efficient way of running society. Um, the, the, the area of mixing ideals into it is somewhat secondary and somewhat <coughs> controversial, obviously, and therefore translating Torah stuff, which is very, very interwoven with the theology is going to be difficult. As an example, take a look on the page one. So rash everybody knows I just bought the Mechilta. It says, So it's very clear that the introduction to civil law by us is that it's a branch of a bigger Theological picture, which raises the question, how much of it would be appropriate? Next step is, um, assuming that we can divine some sort of, um, even theological values, you should support poor people, you shouldn't support poor people, they should work on their own, not work on their own, how much of it applies to Jews and how much to non-Jews? In the mitzvahs, we have a clear division. There are seven mitzvahs named Noach, and there are tayag mitzvahs that apply to us. Of those laws that, that we feel are sort of a synthesis of ideals and reality, how much of it applies? If, you know, what does the Torah say about France? Maybe Torah's talk talking about France, but, maybe, but but any other country. What does the Torah say about... Is, is, there, is it right to apply halachas? One, one would say... That, uh, that a non-Jew should not eat even and Acha'i, but one would not say non-Jews were tefillin. So how much of, of the laws that pertain to, let's say, stucca, communal stucca, would appropriately apply at all? That's, that's another caveat. Finally, uh, uh, how much of it is it our business to tell the world, apply the world, and so on? We have the same issue, and I, I believe part of the curriculum will focus on, on things like um, family life and our vision of family life. So we certainly need to interact with, the, with the, um, the government because it will affect us drastically in many areas and there's a need to be able to articulate our position and to lobby for it and so on. That's clear. But how much is our obligation to stand up the world and tell them you guys are wrong even for non-Jew, the Zionists and this countervenes it. Do we have any obligation like that? That's that's a moot point, and one, one line of thinking is, we need to stand for the truth, and Avraham Avinu stood up and told the world, and one line of thinking is, one, since we're in Golis, we're just waiting to get away, that's the end of it, let them do what they want, leave us alone and get out. That's, what? Eretz in Eretz Israel. it's the same thing, the question is, at what point in a Tochacha, if you want to see, there was an article by Yehuda Levy in Hamayan, about Tochacha to people that are completely off the map. It's one thing somebody who's a Shoma Mitzvah. Is. Yeah, but
3: if you participate in a biblical first, then you should have an opinion about
2: it. Correct, correct, correct. In Israel, it's very relevant. In other words, if we were running Israel, what would be the structure? That's, the, yes, correct. That's a we good point. What?
3: We are running Israel in so far as we participate in the politics.
2: Correct, correct, and and, and the, but, but it's, it's it's always a problem when you when you're sort of a hard part. Some laws there, some laws yours. How much do you really affect? But it's a good point, very good point. One more area, and so those those are actually the caveats of where the problems lie. Um, one more area that is problematic. Um, it it has an, a component of of um, I guess the same component, lot the shemayim. The used to have issues with Bali Musa. And the, it, it, one of the issues was, you would have a speech that says, um, Chazal say that this and this is so terrible, so hummer. And they would harp on it and talk about it, and so on and so forth and so forth, and build up a whole binion of how terrible this is, or how great this is, or how important this is. You see where our goes, that even this, even this, even this, even this, even this. He said that certainly Nagarita diver Torahs and asher b'makom You cannot build a a, a perspective, a, a, some sort of halachic framework on one Chazal. In halacha, at least the words mean what they mean. You still need to know if there's a machlokis. Teisvis will point out two sugis that are Sosa and come up with the teretz. You, you need to build up some sort of sense of all the sugis. In Agaritas, somebody once said, um, the, a Meshulach once came to somebody and said, you know, it says in Chazal that if you have a manasseh, this and this and this and this and this and this. I said, listen, I'm getting one side of the picture. Why don't you give me all the chazals that part you from Tztaka and let me choose which chazal I'd like to use in this case? So, so you know, you'll find a chazal you have to give Tztaka and care about the poor people. You'll find a chazal as of Tazov Imo, that, that, that only if he's working. So, it's very easy to pick up a pasuk or a story in Chazal or Medrash and, and belly who and say, oh, This is what the Torah wants. It doesn't say who, it means anybody, this community, that community, the other community. Um, that, that, that is, that's, a, a, extra, that's a very easy way to be Torah. So, if somebody is aligned with party A or party B or party C, you Choose a chazal or a slogan, or you're even that. Tikkun Olam is comes from no place basically, and it, I mean the word Tikkun is used in the Mishnah actually, but not for what they think it means, and it's become a slogan. Y- you run the risk of doing the same thing um, in areas like economics, where if you want to support position A or B, you pick a chazal or a pasik, and There's always an appropriate chazal or pasik. and worse comes to worse, the story from Al and anything, <laughs> things, you know, those those things work really well, at the, and then you're in the and then you're in the so, so to, to do an honest, to, to, to make an honest, put together the halachas and get a sense of, a picture of it, is, is what honesty requires you to do. Uh, even if you're enthusiastic about any one position, L'Shem Shemaim, and certainly if, if, if you're just trying to look for a slogan, it's important to be able to get together enough halachas. What makes it especially difficult is that once you get to the nitty-gritty halachas, besides the gemara, there are a ton of shitas, and you can go many ways with it. Not easy. But I will try to give some sort of framework and picture of things. I want to mention um, one person who I felt did a lot of work in this field. I knew the person personally, that's why I'd like to mention him. His name was Rebaran Levine, Zohar Rebaran Levine was a cl- not a classmate. He was eight years older than me, but he was the a Dugman RJJ when I went to yeshiva of of, of, of a Chacham. His grandfather was Raiser Rav, one of the Gdolim in Europe, a, a Manig of Aguda. Rebaran Levine himself was brilliant, um, erlich as they come, um, uh, uh, an anav, a soft spoken, really, really an incredible person. His field was economics and Halo. He wrote a lot of stuff. There's actually Oxford Press put out some of his stuff, and uh, YU put out a lot of his stuff. Um, it's not an easy read. They, it's not the type of stuff that you could. I mean, you could sit back and relax with it, but but it, it, you know, it, it's he really and it's a very very honest. Um, treatment of many areas. I can d- agree, disagree, it doesn't make difference, but I just want to point out, if anybody wants to, he, in some of his books, he, he, what he does is takes certain issues and goes through what he feels is the Torah point of view, um, he's honest to a fault, he has no agenda except the Amos, and um, he's knowledge, incredibly knowledgeable, again, I remember him as as a bacher, um, and he was uh, a person who died fairly young. He was, I think, probably 65 when he was Nifta a few years ago. It's Chaval But I just want to mention, I felt on a topic like this, if anybody ever wants to look at it, um, his stuff is really, really... Um, it, 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 it's, certainly, it, it came with the approach of Emes. You, know, you know, you can argue with everything, but certainly the person is is worthy of, of a lot of consideration what he says. Okay, so with that Hagdama, um also, it's it... Please don't hesitate. It can be interactive, or whatever it is. The um, I guess it's meant to be a bit interactive, but it's a big topic, so I'm 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 running <laughs> on. But Akapanim, feel free to talk. Okay, so let's let me map out the areas that I would like to try to cover. Bez Hashem in the in the next in, in the in the lectures. One is even though we said that the Torah in its halachas normally deals with obligations. of of primarily religious nature, from the chazal, and from clues within halacha, we can extrapolate an understanding about what the Torah understood to drive economics and so on. We can gain some sort of insight in it that is very helpful. It's, it's, a, it's somewhat of a backward process. We're going to use a halacha to, to try to extrapolate. And we're going to try to look at psukim. And again, I'm building a, a perspective, of a view on certain points. Um, nothing that I say is etched in any stone. It's not halacha where you can, at the bottom line, point this way or that way. Two, um, the, 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 uh, once we know what drives the economic engine, we're going to try to find the input... of of a regulatory nature, meaning how much and what would society or the government um, regulate economics with an eye towards necessity, efficiency, um, and religious obligation. Those, I think, would be a way to sort of divide up the areas and get an understanding of how the Torah sees each one and, and, and so on and so forth. That, I think, is, is the framework of what we'll try to cover and Bez Hashem will see and we'll also, I hope, to find a, a, a mucker that a, a, a sense of these halachas as regards, as regards society in general, non-Jews as well. That's the, um, well, that is sort of the broad outline. Okay, so let's start with the first issue. What drives um, what drives economy? Let's take a look at page four. So um, it's I'm picking a Pasek out of Kohalas. D- Dalet, dalad um, It has a little uh, mark on the side. I looked around and I saw Everything that people produce and so on, ki it's all jealousy one from another. And if you take a look on the second side, there's a bne Ezra. Dalid dalid v'raisi rov amal ha adam gam bikishen masayim b'avur bnei ha adam she yikanoze baze v'yirtel espar chaveru v'shaloye chosim imen diros <laughs> malbusha bana macholo. I, I want to talk about this. It sounds like generic Musa, but there's a profound point here. Let, let's, l- l- let me use an analogy that's relevant. There's a, an economist who put out a book, very famous, Thomas Piketty. Um, he's French, and... He's a second-generation communist, or better said, his parents were communists. After the first visit to Russia in 91, after it fell, they stopped being communists. And he makes the following point. He wrote a big book, and it's become a very famous point. I think it's Capitalism in the 21st Century, or Capitalism in the 21st Century, something like that. Um, and the point is like this. The disparity between the rich and the poor is getting bigger and bigger as time goes on. In other words, yes, everybody's lot is better than it was 100 years ago, but the wealthier are more wealthy than we are now than they were at some time ago. What he does is he analyzes the uh, GDP versus tax records and the, the actual amount of assets the wealthy top percent have, and, th- and that's his point, and, and therefore it's, it's – so we're actually getting to be much worse off than we are. And the remedy for that is, of course, to tax the rich people. That's, a, that's always a good remedy. The, it's like our cause is dumb, and, you know, it works, it works well for many diseases. And uh, not, that, not that I'm, I'm against it. I, I don't see myself suffering from that disease. So uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. But I, I want I to give it some thought. And, and let's, 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 figure, let, let's think it through a minute. Imagine somebody came to you. And he says, Rabbi Yosef. I see Yosef Abraham here. Rabbi Yosef. I am the genie, your magic genie. I will build you the house and a state of your dream, mortgage free. What would you like? And you'll give me a list. You want 10 rooms, an outdoor pool, an indoor pool, a face, you name it. A circular garage, triangular garage, anything you want. Fine. Now I'll say, okay, look over the list again. Think it through. Is there anything you're missing here? No. Well, think it through again and you say it's perfect, and I, sure enough, I put you down a primary location. You come to the place, and everybody else has an estate three times as big as yours, and, and, and whatever, they have a built-in jacuzzi in the swimming pool, and they have, I don't know, they have two swimming pools for separate swimming all the time, and, and, you know, and so on and so forth. You are going to start feeling not happy I will be fired as a genie. I know that. that, that you know, I'm not going to become a genie again. What's, what happened? What happened? And think about it. I, I mean, it, let, let's think about it. And, and this is true every time a person becomes upwardly mobile. And, you know, you, you, you finish a one and you moved up. And all of a sudden it's not big enough and so on. So Bal what dictates... Your economic drive is not so much yourself as much as um, how you you rate yourself vis-a-vis everybody else. Um, it's clear, you know. And I think everybody, if he was honest with himself, would say the same thing. You know, if you move into an area that looks nicer, you all of a sudden just feel out of place. So the necessity. Allows us very little necessity and um, doesn't demand all that much from us. What really demands a lot from us, the economic drive is something called K'nizvreyu. and those are the words. In other words, I rate my needs. My needs are not a product of internal needs, but external needs. And that's what keeps people driving um, and pushing to, to work hard long past when, when they can't even figure out how they would ever use up the money. The only way they could use up the money is if they gamble it away. There's no other way they could possibly burn through so much money. The, the answer is, but the drive is to, to reach parity and exceed the, the people that you, that you view as your peers. That's a, Pusik, and it's a and it's a very strong anchor. Let's take a look at the next one, page 6. So, you know, yes? Is,
0: is this, a, this Ibn Ezra, is, is this descriptive or normative? In other words, is he describing a reality that you know it's Hebel, hevel Ruach? Right. Or is there a sense that this is
2: so we'll see in a second yes, well in other words, you're asking is there a positive aspect yeah, to it, yes so we'll see the next we'll, correct, is not so clear
0: that it's
2: normative uh, correct, let's see, let's look at some other Chazals correct, good point um, let's take a look at the is, the next one is a Chazal it's a gracious Rabbah Reb Nachman Hine Tov Ma'od Tov Tov Ma'od I mean, what does it mean? Yet is extremely good. What does that mean? Ella. Without Yet Sahara, a person wouldn't build a house, he wouldn't get married, he wouldn't have kids, and he would not do business. So we'll assume that the word means. As a necessity for running the world, the only way the world can exist, where people actually do things, is by um, is because there's something driving them, other than L'Shem shemayim. So, so a person, and I always tell people, you know, we talk about it, marriage. If somebody were to tell you, I would like you to to, to form a bond with somebody which obligates you to support the prince of life, to take care of their emotional needs, to, 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 to have somebody involved in your life 24-7, it's, it's the fact that we have a very powerful Yitzhahara that drives us. Today that you can have the best or the worst of both worlds, people choose not to get married. They can have, the, they were able to, to, to truncate the off the off the marriage, and nobody dreams of getting married. Because um, why would I be crazy to do that? So the the Yetzirah is, those primal driving forces make the world tick. And it's a necessity. I once heard, and just as as a sort of a semi-side point, Ramay Shapiro once spoke about the word ma'od. What does the word ma'od mean? Because when we talk in human sense, in human terms, um, you, you would say, um, you know, this is good, this is better, this is still, still better. There's, there's a sense of relative value, and it makes a lot of sense. But HaKadosh Baruch speaks in absolute terms. So either it's good or it's not good. For us, we're never perfect. So it's better, better, better. What does HaKadosh mean "tov mean? And in his cynical way, he says, Kanereh shemayim ze now it's in in, in in normal schools, it's Tov, Tovmod, Mitsuyang. So he said, I guess Shamayan doesn't have Mitsuyan grading, so Tovmod is the best they can get. What what, what is Tovmod? So he said the following. He said the word meod like bechol ma'otchom, means potential. Um it's the, the, means with all your abilities, which is all your potential, all your resources, we translate in English all your might, it, it, it means potential. So this word tov mode means the realization of the potential in the world. What drives a person to do that is Yetsahara. The world to be full of potential and just sit there because nobody do it. I once read again, this I one mean, is anecdote. What yes, what? What
1: does
2: it mean? Uh, that's good question. I, I didn't hear a share on that one, and I, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell you much about that. But um, I, I once read again, this is an anecdote. I take it or leave it. It um, there was some. It, um, before they invented China they, there was a company that decided that the cheapest place to manufacture clothing or whatever was it would be in the Caribbean islands on Fakrachna Island and people there would work for 50 cents an hour and as a Gvaldeck they put up a factory and they had people work for 50 cents an hour and you know and we in New York they were paying dollar fifty two dollars but it wasn't they were doing well um, in, somewhere in the middle of the production the um, they, a few months later S- they, the, the president of the company gets an a, 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 a emergency phone call. He said, the natives stopped working. So he said, no, who organized them? What do they want? How much they want? Blah, blah, blah. He said, nothing. He says, but why can't you tell them they're all fired? They said, they're, they're, they're fine to be fired. And he said, well, what happened? He said, well, they said they have enough money to live for the next year. Why would they want to sit and work? And there was nothing he could do. He said, threaten them. He said, I don't I like threaten them. I don't threaten them to fire them, and that's what they want, so we're we, we, we nowhere. And finally, somebody had the bright idea to send them a Sears catalog. In those days, the Sears catalog was the equivalent of, of Amazon on, on the Internet. It was a big, fat, he said, two weeks later, they were working 24-7. They, they, they couldn't work enough because now they had what to buy with the money. But al him the, the, the engine of, uh, is, is the, the desire to accumulate is what drives the engine of the economics. Next one's a Rambam. Take a look on page 7 and 8. <clears throat> it's, um, I, I'm not going to go through the whole Rambam. It's a Rambam in his Akdamer Seyf Ezraim. And he speaks about the Mishigoyim, Um that... Uh, keep on working. And it's it starts, I mean, it's, a, it's this is the paragraph and it starts sort of at the end over here. It, it says the world exists because most people are stupid enough to, to work and to keep working long past any need for it and so on and so forth. Um, and so without that, the world would collapse if if there wouldn't be people working so hard when they really don't need to or for things they don't need economy will come for a whole. So, so these are a few mechoros. I want to add another, two more mechoros I didn't bring over here. One is a Tanchuma that says that the reason why um, we it's a Tanchuma Vayechi, the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't tell us when we're going to die is because we would, this way we keep working till the last day. In other words, if a person would say, you know, in a few years, if I I know when my time is, people would stop working. So it it keeps the world going that people will keep, you know, they'll show up to the office till the last day because who knows? That's a a tanchuma. I also want to bring a halacha that supports this point. That's why I said, you you know, extrapolating backwards from halachas. The halacha is that if you injure somebody, you're supposed to, um, one of the things he sues you for is healing him. That's Rapa, you rapa. The, um So the Gemara says, he can, let's say the person who's um, the Mazik, the person who's a Chauvel, has a cousin of his who's a doctor and he's willing to do it for free. So the, um, the, the nizik can say, I don't want it. And, and the expression Mo he uses is A doctor who takes no money is worth no money. And the reason for it is it's not because the guy is his friend and he's not going to heal you. It's because he's not getting paid for trash, he says. So a person doesn't really expend much effort f- to doing things that, are, that he doesn't get paid for. It is human nature. It is basic human nature. And this is one of the reasons why Organizations that are completely volunteers never work well. It's always very the right way to do it is you have a strong you have a strong administrative group who gets paid for it and they do it because they're by NASA and people you call on you know to do certain things. But by and large, most things that are voluntary, unless they're run by somebody with an incredible sense of idealism, people don't push themselves unless they're paid for it. Economics makes the world run. And therefore, uh, the, to, even somebody who is a good person, if he heals you for nothing, it's not worth it. Uh, and it's, and it, this is, again, going on practical level. You know, When you take somebody to do something, and he does it for nothing, you run into a problem. It's very, very... Um, it, it, it's, it's against the grain of nature. So you can rely, maybe sometimes people are very idealistic, and they'll do it. But more often than not, you slack off. That's, that's the, and that's why paying for services is an important part of, of life if you want things to get done well. Okay, so these are some encouragements. So let's sum up sort of what I feel is, is, is a true picture that emerges from Chazal and from this halacha. There's some other halachas, but, but I, I guess this was the, the one that sort of st- st- um, stood out as being the, the strongest. The drive for accomplishment is economic. And that's why communism was doomed to fail because I believe it fundamentally is against the way the Torah describes the basic structure of the universe. We're not talking about halacha. We're not even talking about the Torah saying communism is wrong as much as take away greed um, and a drive for wealth and success and you can the world will stop. Um, a similar Chazal that most people are very familiar with is that the like Dola were able to get rid of Yetzirah Vavodah And then they said, you know, once we're on a roll, let's get rid of Taiva. And they got rid of Taiva, and the world came to a stop. Um, people stopped marrying, chickens stopped laying eggs, and they said, you know, the world can't exist without Taiva. So we're going to need to, to, to reinstitute it, but we'll attenuate it a bit. So whatever we have is an an attenuated version. I can't imagine what the other version looked like, but what we have is a a greatly weakened version. But Hazal made it very clear that without the economic drive of personal gain and profit, there is no such thing as as, uh, any type of building of society and and so on. Okay, that's one point. Yes?
0: Yeah, I think... The question, the descriptive versus the normative, for
2: me, right.
0: comes right. real again. And, and here, I, I'm thinking
1: about the Kuntrus hakhesed. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking how different the Kuntras of hakhesed's anthropology
0: of man is compared to what we just saw these Mara Right. And you know, Rav Salavichik in Lonely Man of Faith, Adam One and Adam Two. Right. It's Chlal, a different orientation and it really I think it really it, it, it questions this this anthropology which which you've outlined, which right. is clearly within Chazal, right. this, You know, all the sughis but, right. but it really projects a different ideal. Unless you want to suggest that there's a difference between the descriptive and the normative where you know the Kutra is telling us, or Deser is telling us
2: that we need to transcend this Ambition and this natural right. sense of acquisitiveness, and we have to be beings that give. That is true. In other words, I would like to say, what you're saying is, the contract has its so on. they're not descriptive. Those are ideal or, or, or nominative, as you would put you say, it. Right. It's something
0: about man. In other words, the, the, the Kodosh is actually saying that because we are a chelik of a Kodesh Baruch that... The natiya for nesina is really so embedded in our very being that this is really who we are. That when we are giving, we're really actualizing our highest self, right. and this is the greatest form of yitzira and the greatest form of of It's the greatest the, the, the chesed that is generated is is really the best of man. And so it's a very different theological anthropology than than this. You know, the the well, one that we've just seen, and I just, I don't know how to, it's not a question of schimming them, but.
1: but uh, well, let me,
2: let let me give you, a, let, let's give an analogy to it. Add us, add, add yes, please.
1: please. I'll mean,
2: oh, say, what's your name? I it's, Introduce introducing name. I I, I, um, I can't yeah, read so far. Am I, know far. Know I
3: know what? Ah, Santa. okay, okay, okay. Say that. Sorry. Yeah. But the, the, I mean, the Ibn Ezra and the Pasuk, and, and the other references to the few, you know, fueling the world by the Kina Sishmir Eyuk, the Pasuk tells us Lusachmui, meaning when, when people look for solving the problems of inequality, the Torah has a solution, and the solution is work on yourself, and meaning this is a, a description of, it, it, it sounds like Lusachmui then would be the aspiration, each person has to work on that but the way the world is, meaning a who created the world in, in a way that we know a person will never reach the level of entirely wiping or ridding himself of this middle of kinah so as to turn off this engine, because if people will actually reach the way the Torah would want it in a normative sense, then the world wouldn't really...
2: Well, let's let's take an analogy, and, and, and we'll see this, because I, I don't I don't see a steer. I think they, they need to coexist in different proportions. Let's give an example. All of us, um, I, I assume the rove is married or not married. I don't know exactly what the, what the relationship is. Yeah. So if somebody came to you with a shidduch, and had come to you with a shidduch, and said, I have this woman who is, and would describe her physically, you know, in every term that's, that's positive. And that's it. You would say, and, you know, I mean, intelligence, uh, you know, kindness, mensch, uh, this, that. Uh, So it it clearly would not um, work for us. On the other hand, if somebody came along and described all the midestovals and wonderful things, and then you asked, you know, could I maybe sort of ask you a little bit of a sense of question, what does this person look like? And he would say, shame on you. You know, like, like yeah, I, I told
0: you. nothing
2: about <laughs> <laughs> no, this. Never. No, then it didn't occur, right? I didn't. Um, and you see, for instance, Chazal, on the one hand, um, they spoke about Kaddush and so on, and on the other hand, as a so-femidite icon that people took around selling makeup. It, it, you know, it's, we, we are both. We're out of one and two. Right, We're both. Yeah, but the
0: the, the Rodessler is very. Shy. It's a it's a very tifa.
2: Correct. Picture, a person. I don't
0: see. I don't see the alternative
2: in his in that Torah. So he's he's obviously. You, you, I guess what you're saying, Musa, you're always stressing the point that's less <laughs> evident. People, people have a, a, a balance between a person who doesn't have any need to give doesn't feel need to give. We really think is almost subhuman. A person who's totally selfish, totally wrapped up. On the other hand. Yesh um, for It's 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 very hard um, to say that anyone is one or the other, um, and we try to emphasize and move away from this to a different view. But I, I can't see Rav Dessler as being the description of reality. It's a description of what we should be. It's bringing out the best in us, right. but but it's a it's, it's a process.
0: I, I, I heard I once heard, and I have to verify this. Yeah. It a critter, that That Rav essay, the only. Yeah, was written in part to address this Nakuda in Roudesler. Ah, uh, really? I think I heard this from David Shatz or Sholem Carney, people that know right. the rub you know, Salvatrix Mahalet. But to me, it would be an incredible like, It would be a great Sushdel
2: if that yeah. was the case, because but, but, but it, it, really, so- it, it requires a
0: dialectical, you know, you want it to have the other side.
2: Correct, and, and every right. one of us has that side. I, I, I think yeah. everyone struggles between the two tzaddikim and us. Hundred percent. But <laughs>
0: how do you give tzedakah if you don't earn any money? I mean, could yeah.
2: Yeah, pay. no, but but
0: people but do, do earn money primarily because of out
1: of a desire to give.
2: C- to correct, us, right? but but there's there's but there is the d- desire to have that. Sometimes you just you know it, it's it's um, the, the kinesich does because at the end of the day, what we what we consider needs is usually yeah. built on other people. Somebody once said that when a kid says, everybody has, it's usually based on a survey of one. That's the, that's the, uh, everyone, but yes, sorry, introduce yourself. Uh, uh, with,
1: you have yeah. Um, um, just maybe to build on his point, um, why is
2: it that,
1: Let's say if we're, let's say one of the one of the good ones in, in the British in the British Columbia is building a house. Yeah. So somebody in theory can say, I mean maybe like a Christian type of asceticism, like who said who needs the houses? Meaning if this if we say that the, this is the engine for material progress, so we have to also answer why that's good. Why is it good for for economic? In the economic sphere for things to progress. Why not let's just all be farmers and everyone just live on their farm and live off the farm and learn and all day and everything will be great?
2: Well, you do find, for instance, let's go back to other, since we're in the other mode. You know, man's conquering of the land means that you cultivate it, you, you, you bring out the best in it, even physically. You know, I, if the 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 development in a positive way of the world is is positive. It, today we've we've swung from an extreme of developing anything and everything and not caring about nature to withdrawing and letting nature overrun everything. Um, there's there, a person that can positively um, develop the world and houses and roads um, that are positive developments in the world. I, I don't, you know. Yeah, that's it, it had L'tov, Rol, L'sheb, it's there is, it's a, it's, by the way, there's a Chazal that's very, very rarely cited, but, but it, it's, it's an incredible Chazal, you know, sometimes you say to yourself, you can't imagine that basic, um, basic Midas Tovas aren't mentioned, and, and sure enough, there's a Chazal, it's at the end of Lech Lecha, I think, I think at the end of Lech Lecha, it says that Avrom Avinu was going towards Yisrael, and he saw that people were pochasim v'hololim. People were partying all the time. And he said, "Yiratzin I don't want to do these people. Once he walked, went into Israel, he saw people were zayir b'shas ria, harish b'shas harisha, kaitz They were they were industrious in every in every season, doing what's supposed to do. And he said, "Yiratzin shi chalki the, the concept of being industrious and
0: members in Britain. What? To go to America.
2: with All the problems and errands through but the Peterson the and is that or they might have a censored version of that one, I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> um, but, but not the, the sense of, of things being done um, right, well, industrious are just just things that that seem to us as right. It doesn't you know it's not a Okay, so, so that's, that's segment one. The next point, which is, um, I guess, this a step further, is the concept of a market as being um, a positive um, or, or, I guess, as, as a, um, an entity that is real. Two places. Um, Again, more than two places, but there's a concept, and we'll see later how important it is, of Minagamako. That's actually less important a little bit. That's the one I have on page 8b and 9. And then I had another one which actually is not photocopied here, and that's called Yotzah Hashar. And let's describe both of these. And uh, the first one is that... Whenever you have a contract and you have a dispute as to what is something that's some lacona in the contract, something that's not um, written, the um, Minica Medina is the guiding principle. Now, you could say Pshat is because probably some the person meant that. That's, 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 that's a plausible explanation. I would like to think that Minnega Medina, and I do have some rise for it, Minnega Medina in itself is appropriate and it's part of another halacha of Yotz HaShar. Yotz HaShar, the word Yotz HaShar is used in ribbis, And what it means is production has reached a stage that there is a fluid market in other words, there's always, there are always things around. There are always all sorts of, of um, you know, there's this guy who cultivates, I don't know, some rare um, fruit. But you can't walk into a store and get it. But there, there's a certain breaking point where it's become, where there's a market for it. It is uh, liquid enough, um, meaning that the supply and demand have reached a v- necessary volume to have a market value. In halacha, the word yotzashar is used in ribis, and it means, in ribis, for ribis, it's important, it, it means that the, that it's always attainable. It's gear to ribis rabban. That's not the piece that's important to me. What's important to me is the concept of the market having if valued something and priced it, and that it depends on volume of production demand, and that is a very important halakhic entity, it will reflect itself in many of the things that we're going to see later. So the second point. So so we, we we've spoken about the natural economic drive creates economy, and now we've, we're talking about the um, that the marketplace as such. Is halachically um, regarded as um, as a, f- an, a fixed entity. It's not. It's it's not kind of. It just happens to be the price is that. It this has real halachic presence. And and y- y- yotza hashar means there is a price for it. It will become relevant in many areas that we're going to talk about, and th- that will form the basics. So I I do think that the Torah sees the marketplace as being um, an entity that has value, and more than value, validity. Whereas, for instance, let's say from a a communist point of view, the marketplace valuing something was absolutely irrelevant. So if, if let's say, people would like to have some sort of uh, um, and some sort of uh, new tchatchka and they're willing to pay for the $1,000, a chacham, and, and it sounds quite good, would say people don't need it. It's a luxury. There's no reason why they want it, why they need it. We're going to stop supplying it. We're, we're going to make it less expensive, more expensive. We'll, we'll play around and value it at the price we think should be valued. And the, 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 and there's no reason that, that, the, that the, the guys of Machni Yehuda um, should decide what the price is. Well, Yotza Ashar is the way that you describe a situation, an economic reality. And it will find its way in halacha, in, in, in other areas that are important, that are significant for us in, in this speech. Th- those are... Th- so the next stage is the understanding of um, that the market is something which has validity. The,
1: Sorry? I just want to ask that, like, from... Uh I think most people, even in the world, would just say that that's just a of recognizing reality
2: when it... So, so I'm going, I, 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 I will see later. You're right that for ribis, all I need is knows the reality. But we'll see later in halacha. That's why in, in halachas we'll talk about, when we do want to intervene, it's going to be a very important, crucial point, the Yats in other words, um, market value is going to be a very important piece of the puzzle. Okay, so, um, so we have now a second stage where this is Tory the toe recognizes the free market as being um, a, a, a real marker of validity. Now we want to Ad Khan, it's, it's, it's sort of a natural picture. Um, let's say we would just have cavemen, um, and you know one guy is very good at killing. I don't know, mammoths, and he knows how to kill mammoths well, and the other guy knows how to dig up, uh, I don't know, whatever, a vegetable roots or something, and they go and they have a market, and this guy, you know, it depends on how many mammoths there are and how many vegetables there are, and that, that's market. So, now society will decide to intervene in the market. Before we talk, so the first level of intervention will be something we'll call regulation. So, so going back to a caveman picture, all, I mean, it's basically run on the principles of Koldom Gova. Whoever has a very strong club and can club the other person can get everything, and, and that's that. We need some level of regulation on Libra Kulama. Um, we also don't want, nobody wants people to sell the, the, the mammoths in, his, in, his, in front of his house at three in the morning. There, there, there are a lot of regulations that just need for society to function and so on. I, I want to look at that. I, I want to give a reference for that. Take a look at page two. Um, and this is going to sort of. This will be the first level of intervention that is almost a necess- necessity. And this is descriptive. Uh, this is definitely not nominative. It's seferikum. Seferikum is a very very a sefer. It was written by Yosef Albo. Rabbi um, Yosef Albo was um, a Spanish philosopher, towards the end of the Spanish Kufa, a Talmud of Crescus. and his Sefer Ikrim, in its shell, is an argument with the Rambam, whether you need 13 Ikrim, or he subsumes it on the four Ikrim, three Ikrim, three Ikrim really, um, and he discusses many important points, it's, a, it's an important Sefer, to give you a sense of the importance of these sfarim, there is an old index on Chumash called Toldus Aaron In the old Chumashim, they have the little Toldus iron where he gives the, the reference points of Chazal that bring down, that speak about different sukim. Besides Chazal and Zoah, the only other two sfarim that I believe he's, he brings ever is the Arcade and the Ikrim. Ikrim was a very Chashvaseifa. It is a very Chashvaseifa. Um, unfortunately, um, it was translated in English Hundred years ago, horrible. You know the typical translation. Hundred years ago, and it it doesn't. So, but, but it, a lot of very important things, very basic, very and and it's also it's it's a type of of yesodos that are shovel chol that they're not off the track, they're not off beaten, they're they're very very mainstream and so on. So, Perik Hamish he's speaking in my Mauritian, He's speaking about the different levels of social structure, going from up to Jewish religion, to re- down to re- religion general, and in Perik Hamishi, which is the beginning of the process, he speaks about the minimal amount of regulation needed for society to function as society. So he says, um, you, have, you have animals who can't live as a society, the type of animals that are always at each other's throat they can't live. You have those that need a society to live. And then he speaks about Human beings where um, it's very effective and efficient there are people living in society, and they need a, a law, and it, these are called dasos nemusios, means um, a set of laws. The word dat today means religion, but, but in, in, in the parlance of, of this forum, dat is any, any system of rules, regulations, normative behavior. So there's a level of normative behavior needed to regulate, um, to regulate the market so that it's effective, it's efficient, and so on. That's the first level of regulation. And then we'll see uh, um, different levels of regulation and then we'll, we'll work from there. So let's take a look at page 10 and 11. Those, th- this is going to be the core. What's our time frame? We, I'm sorry, Rebice, what's, what's the time frame? Six o'clock. Six o'clock, okay. Um, two two um, pieces of Gemara that are the core of the red. Five forty-five. Okay. Yeah. See, he's already regulating. See, that's the. Sorry. Why don't you let um, the free market and yeah. everybody yeah, get five fifteen and now. leave? <laughs> we we the, okay. Going, what? <laughs> okay. Let's look first at page eleven. It's, it's, a, it's a Gemara in, um, in Ashutfin, in Barbasra. Basra. shaltztaka nigvis The kupa of tztaka is collected with two people and three people are in charge of properly appropriating the funding to different places, to, to people. Nigvis why is it collected with two? osim mishnayim. Because any type of, any type of, um, um, what's the right word for it? Um, the word is actually, it's, it's, it's not easy to translate, but it means, authority. what? Authority. Authority, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, authority requires two people, and Ms. b'shloisha because it's in imamnes. Let's stop a second at that. We tend to think of charity as being voluntary. The fact that it's called srara will automatically point out to us that we can actually force collection. And that is the halacha. And we, and it's very hard to understand why. Um, I will jump the gun the, 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 uh, and say, Reb Chaim Briska speaks about it and not in the safe, in other, it's quoted in other uh, sfarim, s- s- where he says that s- s- charity is both a personal obligation and a communal obligation. And we'll, we'll see in the Rambam later, so on. So this is part of what the community is obligated to do, is to have um, this type of chaluka. Um is <speaking in> es <Hebrew> Tamkhui, which is a type of t stucker also, shovim, because you need to have the same amount of people collecting as giving it out. And that's a question why? Not important to us now. Tamchulani oilon kupalanya ear. Okay. Virashoyim Bneir Lasos Kupas Tamkhui kupa. B'nei ear can change the different charity allocations. This is relevant for charity, not for us, not for this. Okay. The people of the town or of the city can decide the um, standards, um, weights, measures, and so on. That is definitely necessary. It's regulatory, and it's something that speaks to the most basic level of a marketplace. You can't have a marketplace where a pound doesn't mean a pound and a kilo doesn't mean a kilo, you need standards. And that's a level of regulation everybody agrees to, and it's the town people can do it. Uh, 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 just, what?
1: Rishon,
2: sure to... sure they have the ability. They, they have the, they're empowered to do it. Yes, they may or may not do it, but, but, but they can do it. Derech uh, Agav, this is, the Gemara is dealing with a time when the highest form of government was the community. There was no king. There was no state of Israel, um, and and therefore, this is a, a, when there was a king. These powers v- were all the king's powers. I assume this was the collective country. But once you drop that, the community was the, 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 the that was the, the 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 government, the governing entity. Okay. The
1: Romans didn't have their own currency. In the-
2: but the, but the Romans didn't care what we said. We're talking about a community can set certain regulatory standards if they need it. I guess the international trade wasn't so great in those days. So,
1: but the Romans were occupying and
2: all, right? Correct, but 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 a different kufis. Their reign was either very strong or just give me the taxes and, and get lost. You know, they weren't always l'shem shemaim. They didn't always do. I mean, that was the machlokas shem You know, they made they made bridges and they made rivers, or so it depended on times. Um, the truth is even when the Turks ruled out Israel, um, f- again, the Turks, the only, the, as long as you bribe them, you could do whatever you want. You could trade whatever currency you want, you could have any papers you wanted, they weren't. So the Romans, they were different to For Sometimes they're really hands-on, sometimes not. Okay. This is um, something that's very different. The wages that you would pay people, what's that about? What's that about? Why wouldn't we let the market take care of it? There is a reason why we have X amount of people um, and Y amount of jobs. Why isn't, uh, uh, why isn't the wage a product of those two things? That's something that's going to intrigue us. Ula hasia al-kitsasan means they can create different regulations and they can actually enforce it by finding people. In other words, the enforcement is not just telling them and so on and so forth, but they can actually fine it, and so on. Um, in, one of the, in one of the versions of it, the way it's brought down is guilds can make different regulations, um, different regulations have it, it meaning, for instance, on, on Sunday, nobody works on Sunday. Sunday is everybody's day off. And anyone caught um, working on Sunday will be fined X amount, because that way we can have vacation, and so on and so forth. That's one price. Uh, that gives us a list of things that are um, empowered, an empowerment of different governments and so on and so forth. What One. Sharem means the they can price. the price also. Yes, and 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 we'll see what that means. That and what does it mean? They can regulate the price and the workers. Yes, those are the two elements that are really, really um, piquing our interest. Let's look at page ten. Um, so, this is a Gemara and Babasa, also, which speaks about the. Um, it talks about different measures and weights, and that it was up to Besen. Bezin needed to make sure that the weights and measures were appropriate. Tan Rabbanah, Lo Yiel Malamed. It says there's an Iser, not only not to cheat somebody with a weight and a measure but you can't, um, you're not allowed to possess weights and measures that are substandard. Melamed uh, so, so the Medayek from the fact that the Pasik says you shall not possess, I, I guess it's, it's sort of a Lashon Rabbim, um, so he says, um, it, uh, it, it, um, um, Melamed Rosh Ram says, Melamed Shema midin agardamin that they would have uh people with f- physical enforcement Rashbam says people that could hit you know and sort of give out some some real punishments lemidos to regulate the weights and measures you can enforce that full full uh with the full wrath of of of, of a police force the agadim adimhar but um you don't you don't ap- apply it to um, you, you, for prices, f- for, for fixing prices, you do not have any physical enforcement. Which is, does it mean you don't enforce that at all? You don't set prices or you just don't bother to enforce it physically? We'll see in a second. The um, Vaynesia would have a gardamin both for Midas and for as well. So for prices also. Go teach him. Um, so he taught them the exact opposite. So what what it kind of think Of of people who want to cheat. So this is these are our two Gemaras that speak about regulation the, we have. So let's, let's sum up a little bit and we'll get some. We have the first um, mission, the that we, price that we saw, which told us about religious um, authority in, in giving tzedakah. That takes us beyond the pale of, 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 of secular economics. And, and that's fine. It's sort of that's out of our at this moment. On the other hand, we saw about regulating weights and measures here and here. That, that makes a lot of sense. Nobody, there's nobody libertarian enough to say that, that, that you don't have standards for weights and measures and, and things like that. You know, there's, there's so that's fine. But this Shahrim and this Parlim is really, really intriguing. Why? Why not? What's it all about? Um, so let's take a look in the Rashbam on on, on, on on this one. One more area that we won't go into, but I just want to mention it. Um, w- w- there's one level of the need for, for, let's say, societal intervention to give basic fair play in terms of weights, measures, if The guy promises to deliver and he doesn't deliver. You, you need a policeman to come, and, and, and you know you need a court and that. That we understand. And um, there's another area that there's a need for society to intervene, and that is the Periklo Yachpar in Baba Basra. We won't talk about it, but I just need to mention. it's important. Loyachper is based on the following premise. It's, in the Rambam calls it, and it's fascinating how the Rambam, it, in its very way, the way the Rambam sums up halachas, um, the, the names he gives to it. Hilches In other words, because we don't live on our own planet and we share area with other people, that creates um, needs. That creates Needs for regulation. I like to play bongo drums, and my preferable hours are from 3 to 5 in the morning. You'll like to go to sleep at, at, at earlier. So, so it's my right and your right. I'm not, I'm not actively hurting you. If I play bongo drums at 5 in the afternoon, everybody um, know, everybody's going to have the freedom to play bongo drums when he wants, and everybody's got the freedom to go to sleep. So here we have the need when we have conflicting rights and privileges um, to work out something. You're manufacturing stuff. You have the right to manufacture stuff. It's good for society. But but your wastewater, you're dumping in my backyard. So so there's got to be some sort of, um, you know, for for those of you who lived in Yerushalayim many years ago, you know that for every merpesa that's cleaned, somebody walking underneath it is going to get a shower. You know, I, 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 I think everyone's had the pleasure of walking under a place and, and realizing that the spout actually spouts water, you know, and, and stuff. You know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's... So, loyachper so tells us that it is appropriate and it's, it's right to impose regulation that the Rama calls it, so that conflicting rights and privileges of every individual, every individual has the right and privilege of a full economic life, but um, when these rights conflict with each other, we need a series of regulations. It's hard to call it Torah in the sense, it's certainly, it's, it's not Nechomish, but the sense of it is that this is extremely legitimate. It's legitimate that a government enact different regulations and I think it it, it, it flows it, it falls very close to the basic societal needs that that he talks about. Um, the the like the like Akram mentions. These are for a society to function together, that people don't kill each other, um, we need to have some rules and regulations how we allocate different resources and privileges. So I'm not going to talk about it because that, I think, belongs to the, to, the, to the basics. What intrigues us a lot more is the parlim and, the, and this one over here. One more halacha. Again, it's not going to talk about it, but I think it's important when we, when we, when we build a structure, to understand is certain rights, that were, and this is, again, this is yachpar rights that were included in the living privileges, for instance... If, if there's a neighborhood, and a neighborhood is a closed entity in those days, the right to open a business is restricted to the people in that area. This halacha, and it's, it's not spoken about a lot, but it, it was an unfortunate reality in Europe for, for many hundreds of years. Um, if you look at shuvis and so on, people in many places had a takana that you couldn't move into the town. Towns were very precarious economic entities. A town could support one tailor, one butcher, one baker, you know, one this, one that, one, and, 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 and whatever. Anybody moving in created an imbalance, a problem... And people restricted it. you couldn 't move into a town unless your father unless lived there unless your brother. There are different towns had different rules, regulations. It was not simple today. we have a very connected world. You could live in China and sell stuff in, 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 in chile you know that 's the world today and it 's a blessing in that way. On the other hand, and when you have a normal society, if you can 't travel and, and, and you don 't have any towns near each other th- then what do you do? Yes, yes, sir. Every in sir.
1: many cases, I think most cases, it's a good deal more nefarious than that. Yeah. You couldn't live in a town except with the of the guy. And they would tolerate only a certain number of Jews around. Whatever was useful for them, whatever they got enough taxes from, more than that, they didn't want to see it. One more Jew moved into town and they would expel everybody. Really? Yeah, that, I think, Fair. was most of the. You know, yeah. the, the no, I, I've seen Jews also on came I, from I, that.
2: Could be. I, I, I mean, but they were it and was, life was very hard. It, it was very hard, and, and when you have an, an economic, a, 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 very, a very, very precarious economic equilibrium, a, anybody jumping into the boat is going to capsize in one way or another. How s- they
1: handle population
2: growth? Then? What? So, so, so again, so if your child was there, the, the assumption was that as populations would grow, that A, you have a national right, and, and so on. Um, in kibbutzim, for instance, they have rules and regulations about... Um, you know, your kids' rights to say on the kibbutz. Just because your f- parents want the kibbutz doesn't mean, you know, up till age of 18 or whatever it is, but then they, they, they have to be a revote again. I, you know, each kibbutz has a thing. They, they, in, I, I believe that if you if you were born in a town, you had the right to live there. If you married into the town, you had right to live there, You know, there were certain things along those lines. So those those halachas also find their place in Ashutfin. They find their place in Layakpar. Le- um, about the economic um, it's sort of the right, and, and that falls under a different category. Of you see, I, I don't. I want to keep away from it because I'd more focus on this because this is really where the crux of free market versus versus regulation issue for the benefit of, of the consumers and so on. Let's take a look at um, Paytes and Rashbam. Agar so that's it's Mimuna Lahalkos Ulanos Maafse Hamidus. Fine. The Ein Mamida Gardamilish Arim Shalomkur Bioka, so that they don't sell it for more. Why? Svarahu. The Einot Zorich Demzerotz Limkor Bioka Ozat Zorch Lemos Yitem Bazol. The Yelchalokin Etzlo, Vimkaz Bazol al So as Gram says, the Svara for Ain Mohrin, for, for, for not being Mamidin Agadamin, is very simple. Let the market take, take care the of why it. Why outlaw
0: at all? What? Why outlaw at all? Forget the policeman. Why outlaw it at
2: all? That's right. what he's saying. Well, Ain Mamidin Agadamin says there's no need to enforce a price, a reasonable price. No, says, let's it say. Sounds like there is a.
0: There is a
2: correct, a, correct. Is it you can't so, do so, so, so the Rajbam is not clear. The Rajbam is either means Ain Mamidin okay. Agadamin. Because it's coming off my um, middagardamen, it, 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 it doesn't mean, it might mean there's no need to, and the prices will be optimal no matter what. It it sounds as if there would be, in principle, if there would be a problem, we would step in, but there's absolutely no, practically no reason for it. That's what it sounds like. What, does somebody else want to ask Some? I'm sorry. No,
3: it's the same thing, because the price of it does say, meaning there is a regulation.
2: And as you say, there's two places of the but it, it's See, it's, it's, when, when a Gemara a lot of times the Gemara says, had it been an isolated right. Mishnah, and it would say, gadamin, it would sound like, there must be, yes, there must be a reason we regulate it, but gadamin. The fact that it says, you are Mamid Gadamin on, on, on this, sounds as if we would. The Mishnah we had learned before does say that, that, that it, we, we are Mamid HaGadamin. It's not, it's not... Our pshad is not correct there. We'll see in a second what Rashi says there. But I want to see this first because this is really central. Um, Skip down a few. The Gemara says the reason why you put prices down is because we play So this is something fascinating. He says because they will wait until the cheaper products have been sold, and then they'll sell theirs expensively. Let's hold up a minute for the same Pshaw in that. So he says like this. The second Pshaw is a bit of an easier Pshaw to understand. He says very simple. Let's give an example. If somebody sells Mercedes for $10,000, we ought to close them down immediately. Um, first, we get ourselves out of Mercedes, then we we'll close them down. <laughs> because it's like, I, I remember I, I grew up Lori's side, which, Laurie's side, whereas in an, either normal society or abnormal society, in Long <laughs> Island society, you said, How much do you pay for your suit? $1,000. $2,500 I paid for my suit. On the east side, it was, how much you pay for your suit? $100. Heh, I got mine for 60 So there was one guy in near Chinatown who sold below, it was like $40 a suit, I remember. And you could bargain him down. And, and people were trying to figure out how would you get it that way. And th- th- somebody explained, you know, he said, you know, sometimes a truck is driving and like... A, a, a thing of suits falls off. You know, you know the type of thing. You know, where <laughs> a, 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 a sort of the door is somehow unlocked and and sort of a whole suit suits. If somebody's under, if somebody's underselling the market seriously, he's either cheating, stealing, something fishy is going on. You can't undersell in a in a in a very very with a strong discount. You know, there's a fluctuation, but you can't really really uh, undersell. And it's and it's it, it's it's an opening. For, for, for shady stuff so so that's, so that makes sense so that's we're back again to, 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 to the old type of regulation where, where people are really doing bad things and you know' it's, it's, a, it's, it's a way to, to that people not be cheating if anybody sells you you know stuff that's really discounted so it's it's either fake or, or it's stolen something the first shot he says <laughs> That's a little harder to understand. What does that mean? So, um, the I would think the following, and, and this is um, this leads us to another area of control. I will um, I'll just mention it. Uh, uh, it's called Hafka's Shorim, and Chazal were very very strong. I, I don't th- I don't think I, I I don't think I photocopied it. I might have photocopied. I, I don't remember if I photocopied it or not. Um, yes, I did. Page 15. Um, it, this, it, page 15 is actually going to tr- talk about a major topic we'll speak about tomorrow. Um, but the beginning of it, Tanra Abanan, Otsre Peros, Umalver beribis, umak tin eifo, umafkeish orim, Alem, a cos of oymer, lemur, mosayav, a chodesh, Nashpir Sheva, Shabbos, Venifris, Sabar, la haktin eifo, lakdel Shek, lavis, moslem, Mirmox, Nishashem, Gonakov, Eskach, Lenskom, and so on and so forth. Tremendous cloller. Now, Birchner says Shabb so it's a Paris, it says that the brochus of, of of the the Mashim was was connected, and so on and so forth. Let's discuss what this is about. There's a way to manipulate the market, which is not a physical crime, but it's an economic crime. Let's discuss this. If I have one pair, and what's the price for this pair? Well, it's very simple. There's one pair, and you'll all bid on it. And whatever whatever the highest bid for the apple is, that's the price. If I have a crate of apples, a crate of pears, then, again, so how many people want, what price I want to give it to them, that's, that's a market. That's an efficient, effective market. Let, unless I do a different chachma, I say, you know what, um, it's stupid. If I have a lot of pears and apples, people don't pay so much for it, and so on and so forth, I will keep it in my freezer. And I'll tell everybody there's one pear, one apple available. Like we do with a surrogate. And and uh, and we will and and then wait and see the price go up. People get desperate and I will play the market. So I'm gonna rebase. How many of you would like to do a little of an essay uh, this year? Well there's only one essay this year, and let's hear your Khviva submissions a You know, I'll start with my Adelstein. How much and submitts do you have? And we'll 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 get you up. The um, by the way, I, I want to share a story, An anecdote, has, not part of this, but I just, it, it's a story that I once to it's so good, I, I, I need to share it, so you'll excuse me, it'll, it'll either come off this cheshmer or the next cheshmer. There was a yid who was a Satmar yid who ended up in a Vardiki yeshivas. His name, I think, was something like Nivnovitz or something, I don't remember, I, I, read, I read it when he was Nifta a few years ago. And he learned in, in Litvish yeshivas, and I think he might have learned the Mirfor stint, after the war, at some point he ended up, he, became, he was the Mashkiach and Satme Yeshivas in New York, one of Satme Yeshivas, very chosher person, a And at his father's yard site, he was the big Satme Shul, and they were, um, and they were uh, bidding for Mafta. You know, there was a few wealthy people there, and him and Mafte, so he bid and bid, and the other guy bid against him, until Mafta was at a hefty price. And this person outbid the other person and he bought Mafta for his father's yard When it came to Mafta, the Gavi comes over to him and he says, "Um, you know, what's your name? He says, I'd like you to give it to that wealthy man that was bidding for it. So like he was shocked and said, what's that all about? He said, when I was bidding, I was a satma chassid. And the greatest thing you do for your father is buy Mafta at whatever price. He says, now the Novartic part of me says, being mevater is the biggest chus that you have. So, so, so being mevater is now, is, is now what, what I'm doing. le'il nishal my father. So we have this ethic thing, and we're, and, we're, and we're having this bidding war. So what I'm doing is, technically, I didn't steal anything. I'm not forcing anything. But I'm playing with the market. I'm subverting the market. Mafkiashar means there's plenty of grain available. So if we're talking about paintings, you know, $25,000 paintings, do whatever you want. But, but I have grain, and people need to eat, and I can play on their hunger. Um, so in a sense, it's a perversion of the market, and a perversion of the market that will hurt people, and that's how I become wealthy. That's a terrible thing. And that says, Shvar Resha. And when Ms it's it's the eighth brach because it's connected you have to when you have all the people who would hoard stuff and so on and so forth. Hoarding things in order to um, in order not to um, in order to make a profit on people's needs is also luxury. is Mutter. We'll see that. There used to be a yid in Yerushalayim His name was Stitzberg. Stitzberg was one of the great Gerer people. He was in Gerer. they have a system called commandanten. They have like under the Rebbe, they have like a dozen people that are in charge of a group of Hsidim. And, and Zelig Stitzberg was one of them. He was an incredible person. He, he, he was big tzaddik, like on a garish style, and the, the whole person was, but he, 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 um, he also was a sharp businessman. And his business practice was he had a farm store. He had a farm store where he had a sharp eye which farm would be in demand. And he would buy up a big stock of those firm, and, it, it was always, he, and and part of his business acumen was finding firms that were undervalued at one point, but at some point would become very valuable. I remember two firms He had Tyre in Vachen when nobody had it. and he had the Ishwitz firm when Rav Hotten made them famous. He was the only one who had an Isitz's firm. all knew what it was, and he had a stockpile of it, and he sold it. At a very high price. And he would say, he would say, ich has to halt. he says, my job is to fleece you because I, because I have this farm you don't have. Now, it was fair. If, if, if you needed, if you, if, you, know, if you weren't content with, with a chumesh, rashi, ramban, and you needed Dishbitz's Ishbitz's farm, so he had them and he took the price for it. And, and that's how he made his living. But he was very clear. He said, you know, I once came to trade a safer. Uh, I, he had he had the Ishbitzer on Brays and Shmos. So I had the one on it Was the only one that was around in all these farm stores. I said, "I'll trade you. I have an extra one. I'll you know I'll play it." He said, "This I he says, it's for bar mitzvah. You This you give for Mitzvah present. You buy full price by me." <laughs> so I told him, I said, "Reb he said, I'm a litvish He said, I, I can't give chesidish a sefer for a bar Mitzvah present." So he looks at me. It was fun. He was fun. He says. Look around when nobody's looking. Toss it under and run out. He said, "It'll work." He said, "Don't you know?" <laughs> he says, on the... But but that was there was fear. In other words, he took something that he recognized its value before other people did. It was not something that was needed by you know. It wasn't something you could say is a common need, and that's how he made money. But 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 there was a type of he could have also lost that if, if people decided not to go with Ishbits, he would have been stuck. With, with, with 500 Beis that nobody wanted and what is would have Mahsan he paid money for it so you know that was a, a type of risk taking but when you do that deliberately with commodities um, then you're doing something bad because you're manipulating the market to the disadvantage of real public need that's what Hafqar Sharm is and today we would call it manipulation of sorts and, and so on what happens yes government does it why well the
1: government does it the price supports, support like the sugar the sugar is price
2: support. so like so artificial, wh- artificial scarcity so if if you know so it, we'll see we'll, we'll we'll see tomorrow i i guess we're sort of running out of time a bit um what time did you say again quarter 2 um i guess we'll take a question to is that okay or any question to yes no, so, so we'll see about government regulation about tomorrow, Mr. Shem. I'll look a little bit more into that. Um, but so, just let me sum up briefly. So, we 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 had some caveats about mixing economics and Torah, and you know, sort of trying to use contemporary terminology of a Western world with a, in for Torah for many reasons. Um, we did try to build some pictures. The first the first um, section was. What is the core engine of economy by the Torah Review? What are the recognized markers? And what are some of society's regulatory powers vis a vis the marketplace? We, we discussed basics, like just simply having standards and, and, uh-huh. and you know, to, to allow for, for commerce. We uh, talked about the, the conflicting um, personal Rights, economic rights. We spoke about manipulation, and uh, we will talk more about um, tomorrow. Mr. Shem will focus on regulation of prices, which we'll see has actually a muck on, uh, and we'll need to try to talk about and try to figure out when it applies and and, and some of the structure. Those are are the points we're working on now. Okay. God's uh, going be here this evening and tomorrow, so uh, we can kind of
1: move it to Minfa very seamlessly and then following uh, dinner, which so is right after Minfa, Rabbi Pepper will address this at 6.45, and
0: the rest of the program's in the schedule, but uh, please it, continue to Minfa to start with a little bit more. Here. my wife is friends
2: with
0: well, Ah, you ah, you're you're you my brother in law said he tried to
2: get your hat but it was black when I was leaving. Okay, we okay. know so, so the Lamain said he He, um, he well, said he, he got, a, he, got the some, he got the hat he got the hat he's gonna bring it all down to uh yeah. it's, it it's interesting, it's In this Gemara, that
0: the Gemara is mash of a yeah. um ribis. with price gap. Now right. the olive of ribis is you're creating from the player point of view a money that's not really there. Is price gauging, besides for just people needed in the market, is it inherently you're creating something that's not there? Good point. On the day you're creating, you are manipulation, you creating. Now, in
2: Western society, good, no problem. Do right, do whatever you do. And, 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 and this is a big problem. Because to be able to not use not things at a way, you know, not is Dov, your father? Dov is my brother. I'm the youngest. Wow.
0: Very interesting. Young and you. Yeah. That was the, the mention.
2: <laughs> okay, good. good. I, 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 I never heard the mention. Well, yes, I even probably discovered myself <laughs> the value of having a normal, productive, industrious life. Well, also, so the other Dumar
0: you mentioned was St. Petersburg. It yeah. yeah. was really a prime to catch. Reprime has catch a good the catch. I hope stuff is going to St. Petersburg. That's when he the cash to say that they built the bridges and the 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 stickle tire, and all the tire. And is first was the end for So they told her, said, as the the He said, they're good, they're
1: good. a far good. Oh, man. I remember um, Shua Burnham.
2: It's uh-huh. Carlin. What's, What's his, his name? name? Brian Messing. Ah, yeah, Messing. Okay, good. Oh, I, yeah. think I kind of feel like there's a uh, Messing who was in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yes. I know, I've been to see but yeah, you're yeah. uh, yeah. so.
1: yeah. so. uh, not But Shua is a good friend of mine. We're right. actually I mean, contemporaries, but right now. name is Carl, so. Uh-huh. So
2: you live as well. I kind of yeah. so live in this
1: was a challenge. I remember I was My kids right. Nice. right, I got you in Uh My son-in-law. Yeah, yeah. I think I I met you also in the hospital from last three in the Right, right. I you afterwards. Uh I wish a lot of people came over here. Yeah, we I appreciate it. Like change in the yeah. You're a uh, Yeah, that was my yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're a glorious cousin.